Hello, and welcome back to Two Reds, One Devil, where me, a United fan, speaks to two Liverpool fans, Jake. Hi, you're right. And Ryan. Hello. And have we got a big week to talk about, boys? I mean, um, <laughs> plenty's happened, hasn't it? It's been a roller coaster for, for well, definitely for me anyway. Uh, I don't know about you, so I mean, maybe more of a. A depressing one for you too. I was going to say, if that roller coaster includes, like, you know, it coming off the rails, then fucking definitely. At least there were some ups for United, but last night so I brought it down a bit. But we'll we'll get onto that. Um, I was looking forward to this podcast until United played Sheffield United last night and ruined everything. Ruined the one, the one podcast I was actually looking forward to in the last <laughs> year. But what can you do? That's United. That's you know United what? for you. I feel like this one. The- this one, the first weeks, or the, sorry, the first weeks, but like the first times we've recorded this, where so much shit has happened in the interim, like two games between the two teams we both support a bit, like to have that in the space of like recording one podcast and others a bit mad. So plenty to talk about. Oh, yeah, I'm sure we'll be we'll be rambling on, but uh, to get things underway, it's Jake. It's your quiz, isn't it? It is indeed. And to be fair, I think this one. I don't know whether you'll like this or not. I'll be completely honest with this. No, and uh, the only reason is is because it doesn't really have any sort of like linking theme. It is very much just football knowledge based, which I mean, right. for we the purists out there, might be a little bit better. Yeah, we you don't know, mind feel that. Like it, 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 all I'm going to say is it could favour Ryan a little bit. I feel like his football <laughs> knowledge is a bit more obscure. No, I agree. Not just yeah, based keep on it, keep the comments coming, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> didn't 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 Ryan but, uh, lose last last podcast? If I'm right, it's not he, did. Game. he did indeed. The, it the was conf- a, a minor slip up. The confidence is uh, gone. Do we want to be reminded? <laughs> of the, <laughs> do we want to be reminded of the um, current standings at the minute before we go into it? Yeah, might as well. Uh, it's currently three two one. <laughs> Who's on three, one? Three two one. It's Jake, he got off the board last yeah. week. Ooh, so I can level things up at the front. You can, yeah. Woohoo. I'm nervous. So as Oggy <laughs> is going, well, as Oggy is trailing currently, I'm going to give you the choice for the first round. It's going to be 10 general knowledge football questions. <sighs> and you're going to have to pick set A or set B. Oh, I've heard good things about set B, so. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and they're going to be pretty quick fire. So the rule I'm going to set is. Obviously, about five or ten seconds to give an answer. If you either give an incorrect answer or fail to answer, the other player has a chance to steal. Okay. Okay. Okay, let me just get things in order. Just let me know when you're ready, all. Ready when you are. Okie dokie. So, the first question is, um, age 17 and 192 days who became the youngest English player to start a Champions League game in December 2017 ooh um, Phil Foden that is correct Ollie's off the mark that's a good start um, how many Champions League Champions Leagues has Gareth Bale won three that's incorrect oh. I'm going to give you a chance to steal four yeah, that's correct, right? Four. Oh. Yeah, okay. Which player has went on the following career path? Queen's Park, Dundee, Hull City, Liverpool. Andrew Robertson. Uh, yep, that's correct. So, uh, who was manager as Huddersfield secured their first promotion to the Premier League in 2017? David Wagner. That's correct, Alt. Um, 
Which Brazilian player won the first ever Champions League Golden Boot in 1993? Oh, um, Rivaldo? No. Uh, Ollie, sorry, right chance to steal? Um, Romario? No, the correct answer was Ronaldo. Oh. Well, seems too obvious. Right. Yeah. Um, before Atletico Madrid in 2014, who was the last club other than Real Madrid or Barcelona to win the La Liga trophy? Oh, um, Villarreal? No, uh, right chance still. Valencia? Yeah, that's correct. Ah, right. oh, I knew it was something to begin with V. Big Rafa? It was indeed. Rafa's uh, Valencia team. Is that the one with the uh, guys commend the Etter and all that? And uh, Pablo I believe Amar, so. I think. Okay, next question. Uh, playing for Denmark, who was the youngest player to make an appearance at the 2010 World Cup? Casper uh, Dahlberg? No, Ryan Chance still. Ericsson? It was indeed, Chris oh, Ericsson. No, that's way okay. too early for Dahlberg. In the 2018 19 season, which team lost 10 London derbies? Um, Arsenal? Nope. Right, chance still. West Ham? No, the correct answer was Fulham. Yeah. Had to be. Uh, which player scored the winner in the 2011 FA Cup final to secure Man City's first recent major trophy? Yaya Torre? Was indeed Yaya Torre. Okay, and last question for your set. Which national che- wish? Bloody hell, I can't speak. Whoa. Can tell a while. Can tell it's been a while since I've done this podcast. So you spoke. Which national team? <laughs> which national team shares the same nickname as Man United? Uh, Albania. No, oh, it's, no. it's Belgium. No. It is indeed. So, on Ollie's set, Ryan's taken a four-three lead. <laughs> <laughs> So it's a good start, Al. A couple of own goals. <laughs> okay, so Ryan, your chance to increase your lead. Watch these all be Liverpool questions. <laughs> I mean, you did have a United question in there and you got it wrong, Al. So. <laughs> yeah, he heard good things about about Sadby. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, right, tell me when you're ready. Uh, Any time now. Okay, which Argentine international midfield midfielder who played at Liverpool from 2010 to 2012 <laughs> has played in the last four decades 2010 oh Maxi Rodriguez oh. That, correct in the that. 18-19 season which two managers started their new reigns with 12 games unbeaten Klopp and Pep nope Oli Chancellor still um, uh, Lampard and uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, uh, the correct answers were Oli Gunnar Solskjaer and oh, Solskjaer. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, which player's career followed this path? Hanover '96, Werder Bremen, and Arsenal. Fuck it, Martin. I don't know. A Werder Bremen. Yeah, push. yeah, correct. Oh, sure. Oh, get in. <laughs> okay. Which player has scored the most goals in the Premier League in the last decade? Say it again, sorry. <laughs> which which Premier League player has scored the most goals in the league? Aguero. In the last... Aguero. Yeah, Aguero is correct. Um, right, next question is: Who did Wales beat three-one in the quarterfinals of Euro twenty sixteen to reach the, oh, the semi-finals? Belgium is correct. Loves his Belgium questions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which manager guided which club to promotion from League Two up to the Premier League between 2010 and 2015? 
Eddie Heide Bournemouth. <sighs> That's correct. Uh, Kenny Dalglish, Steve Nicol, and which other Scottish international played in two consecutive European Cup finals for Liverpool in 1984 <laughs> and 1985? Fucking Graham Sooners. Nope. Ollie Chancellor still? Uh, no idea. Uh, okay, the correct answer is Alan Hansen. <laughs> I think that was gettable. Okay. Uh, <laughs> with over 100 caps for Northern Ireland. Oh, this football, <laughs> this footballer played at centre back for Newcastle, Villa, Fulham, and Hearts. Who is it? R News. That's correct. My gay, my gay. In 2013, who became the first Asian player to score a Premier League hat trick? Kagawa. That's correct. Who is the o- and the last question is who is the only club to have won the Premier League on goal difference? Silly. That's correct. Yeah, so currently after round one, Ryan has taken a 12-3 lead. Made the wrong choices with the questions there. I tried to give you as much help as I could give you all, but you know. Disappointed. Okay, so moving on to round two. Uh, you will both be eligible to compete in the same question, and it's going to be, I'm going to give a statement, and you've got to give an answer, and the closest answer wins. Okay. It'll become more clear once the questions start rolling out. So the first is... Uh, what is the combined total of Roberto Firmino and Anthony Martial's highest score in seasons in all competitions? Ooh, that's a nice one. So, Ollie, as you're losing, I'll give you first guess, and then obviously Ryan can have a guess as well. Um, the highest score in seasons combined? Yeah. Um, 51. Okay, Ryan, and what? I don't think guess? it'll be as high. I'm going to go for... Is this all competitions? All competitions. Yeah. I'm going to go for 44. Okie dokie, 44. By the way, there's a, I'm going to say three points and offer for each question. And there's five of them, okay? okay. Just to make things a bit more interesting. So I can reveal that the correct answer is 50. <laughs> so that's three points on the board there for all. I know my Firmino and Martial stuff. Uh, <laughs> out of interest, who do you think scored more? Mm, I, Martial's best was not last season. I think he got 24 maybe. So maybe it was Firmino. So, Roberto Firmino's best season was 27 in all competitions, and Anthony Martial's was 23. But <laughs> Roberto Firmino do not score goals. But he doesn't score goals. It's one of them. <laughs> no, there <you> go. <laughs> right, okay. So, the next question is, I want you to guess the current career total of assists provided by Mesut Ozil. Ooh. Oh, this will have been knocking so, about Twitter when he moved. Ryan, go on. Sorry, repeat the question, was it all competitions or what? Just the total amount of assists he's um, recorded in his career. So across all in his life, <laughs> fucking hell, um... across his career. So obviously, like under nineteens, do not count at this point. A hundred and fifty-six. Ooh. Okay. Oh. Uh, I'm gonna say hundred and seventy-one. The correct answer is two hundred and sixteen. So oh, Ollie takes another three fuck's points. Sake. That's a hell of a lot of assists. Yeah, it really is. Uh, okay, the next one is uh, to the nearest million, the combined transfer total <laughs> of Nicholas and Nelka's tran- uh, transfers over the years, Ooh. according to Transfermarkt. I, w- I watched his um, documentary f- fairly recently. Do you know what? I'm in I'm in the middle of watching that. It's, it's good. Fucking it's good decent, yeah. I watched it right Okay, uh, I'll want to hazard a guess. Um, 143. Okay, right. Again, I don't think it'll be as high. But no, I've, I feel like I've gone too high there. 
hundred and thirteen. Do you know what? Hundred and eleven million. Right, that's oh, fucking good guess. To be fair. Okay, and the last one in this round is the amount of managers that have won a hundred Premier League games or more. The amount. So yeah, the total amount of managers. Okay. <laughs> um... Go on, uh, I'll let Rye guess first. Um, eighteen. Okay. Twenty-seven. The correct answer is twenty-three. So. Ooh. Right. Oh, you oh, got it by one. <laughs> wait, oh, wait. 18, you... Ollie said eighteen, didn't he? No, no he said eighteen. I said twenty-seven. Ooh. How many was See, it? See, I'm good. Twenty-one. I'm going to give it. Uh, oh, who do we give that to? That's what, like. What did, what did Ryan say? Uh, 27. No, I said 27. Oh, you said 27, Ryan and said 18. And how much was it? Uh, 23. Oh. Ollie gets it. Yeah. Ollie gets it. Woohoo, that's a tight one. Is that, okay, and is, uh, are there three points for these as well? Yeah, yeah, three points Woo-hoo. for each. I'll reveal the scores after, and there is one last question that I completely forgot about. So, the amount of major trophies won by Danny Alves during his career? Oh. 29. Okay. Right. I think it's a lot more. I think it's like 45. Oh, I think it is as well, actually. Well, Ryan's closer. It's 41. Oof, ridiculous amount of trophies. <laughs> that is silly. Okay, so currently Ryan is on 18 and Ollie, you are on 12. Oh. So you need a big point swing in this. Uh, oh, no, I'm I I'm as well. You really need a, p- a big point swinger. So two free pointers, really, don't I? So, the first who am I is I have played with Steven Gerrard, Christopher Samba, and Rio Ferdinand. Uh, is this um, following the theme of um, one United, one Liverpool, one other? It is indeed. Okay. I didn't plan it that way, but it ended up turning out that way. Gerrard, <laughs> <laughs> um, Samba, Ferdinand. All at club level? All at club level. It's a tricky one, I don't have a clue. Uh, to be honest, I don't think you'll get it with the first clue. Really? But I could be wrong, I could be wrong. We'll need to push us for an answer, though. Yeah. Risk yeah. Robbie Keane. That is incorrect. Ah. Oh. I think it could be. <laughs> um... Oh, Black Samba player. I nearly gave something away then, but I'm guessing Ryan knows that anyway. Um, no idea. Um, Go on, throw it. Stephen, Stephen Corker. Okay, so the next clue is... So I have played in four different countries over the course of my career, which is England, Wales, Australia and Thailand. Ooh. Oh, is it Harry Kuehl? It's not, and I've just no. thought that would be... I was literally thinking that would be an amazing guess, but it's not. England, Wales, Thailand, Australia. It's very early doors, too early, but Robbie Fowler. Oh, he's got it. No oh, way. Yeah. No way. So, obviously, Gerard at Liverpool. Uh, Samba at Blackburn on loan. Oh, 
Oh. It was on a no, sorry, not on loan, on a pay-as-you-play contract no for way. six months. <laughs> and obviously, Rio Ferdinand that leads. So he's won, hasn't he? He's wrapped it up. I think he has indeed. So you're playing for pride now. What I've got left of it. Okay, so the next one is I've played with Alan Shearer, Steve Finnan, and Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, I have no idea where Steve ben Finnan's been. Mm. Oh. Come on, redeem yourself, all three pointer. Come on. No, that's Stephen has thrown me. I, I have no idea where he was. Dennis Irwin. It's not Dennis Irwin. I'm thinking he's going a bit old school, do you? <laughs> yeah. Um, I've, I don't think I've got anything at the moment. I don't think I can give you a guess. Gonna pass? Yeah. Okay, I've played for six different Premier League clubs between 1999 and 2013. So we should know him in that period. Any stabs in the dark? I'm basically just having to guess between. Who's played with Shearer and Ronaldo? Because I've got got nothing on Finnan. I know he's at Liverpool, but I don't know. Other than that, no idea. Um, Ryan can guess first since he's winning. I think I know where Finn has been, but I still I still have no idea about any shouts. I'm gonna need to push you for an answer, here, boys. Canu. It's not. It is not Canu. Louis Saha. Hey, it is. <laughs> Louis Saha indeed. So that is a uh, he's played with Alan Shearer when he was on loan at Newcastle in 1999. Um, played with Steve Finnan at Fulham and then Ronaldo at United. Yeah. Okay. And the last one is. I'm just trying. To, no, you definitely can't win. Just no, I can't. Want to make that clear. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I've played with um, Kevin Morales, Marco Arnautovic, and Joe Cole. Boom. Go on. Maran Fellini. It's not. No. <laughs> I mean, he could have done, but it's, that's not who I've said. Oh, I don't actually think... Who the fuck is Morales? Morales played with Joe Cole? No, I don't know. I just I listened oh. to the first two and got carried away. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Um, Kevin Morales. Who has he been at? I feel like he's been somewhere over than Everton. Uh, I don't know, fucking Ogbonna. Nope. Okay, so in his two years in England, he scored 11 goals in 48 games. Mm. It's not great, is it? 11 in 48. Um. Kevin Morales, where's he been? <laughs> I can't remember where he came from. I know where he went afterwards, but I can't remember where he came from. I don't know about anything. Um, it's not Kevin De Bruyne, is it? It's not Kevin De Bruyne. Yalafetch. No. Okay, so the last clue is Streets Won't Forget. Pyatt. Hey, he's got it. <sighs> 
Where's he played with Morales? Uh, it was at no. Um, I can't remember where I put him at. It was in um, <laughs> Lille. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was either Lille or it was the club he played for before that, which might have been Mets. Oh, yeah. I'll just double check. I did do my research. Just yeah. want to double check. Just clear it up for the people at home that are worrying. <laughs> oh, I'm disappointed with that. Not turned up. So that is Ryan winning the quiz with a score of 21 points to, tw- uh, to 14. It's a good show from Ryan. Uh, getting a lead at the top. Uh, Saint Etienne. Saint Etienne, he played with me. I've not been embarrassed, but I've been well beaten. Okie doke. So, uh, yeah, let's crack on. Crack on with yeah, episode. anyway, let's address the two Ginormous. elephants, Ginormous elephants Ginormous. in the room. Which, Well, we'll start from sort of reverse reverse chronological, or chronological order even, and we'll start with the nil-nil, which is probably the least exciting game that we've had to discuss on this podcast. What were your thoughts on that one? That was everything that a Man United-Liverpool game has been over the past 10, 15 years. Shit. Literally. (laughs) So much hype, so much on the line, and fucking nothing. I mean, it was dubbed to be sort of the biggest Liverpool-United game in in years, really, hasn't it? For first, first versus second, like it's, it's been ages since we've played each other and both sort of been in with a shout of winning the title. I, I will go out on a limb here and say that it might it might be slightly unpopular, but I really think you's fucked up. In what way? I just think if you's had enough about yourselves, you's would have put us to the sword. I mean, I think we had we had the chances to ourselves the Pogba chance right at the end, and Fernandez. Well, I'm saying, missed the free I'm saying kick. a general player like you were playing against the back four, including Jordan Henderson and Fabinho, and you registered two decent chances and let us have possession for most of the the game. I think any team that's worth that that backs themselves in any sort of way are going to come and take the game to Liverpool. Yeah, I see what you're saying, but at the end of the day, you. At that point, you hadn't been beaten at Anfield. Or had you been beaten at Anfield? Was Burnley before or after? Burnley no, was Burnley after. was after. Burnley, 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 yeah, that's what I'm playing, saying. Yeah, but you were playing the reputation. You I weren't know. playing the Yeah, true, true. I, I know what you're saying. I, I, maybe we could have gone for it a bit more, but I think coming away from Anfield with a point is a lot bigger than coming away from Anfield having lost. No, that's true. I'd agree with that, but... I don't know, I just think you've missed a massive opportunity. Like, I think most teams that are gunning for it... Because at the end of the day, as much as I don't like to admit it, you're up there to contend for the title. I don't think you'll win it, but I think you're right up there. And I just think that if that's Man City, or if that's... I mean, maybe not Tottenham under Mourinho, but if if that's us going for that title against City, and and they had the injuries that we had, and that's play the team we had, I think you'd go for it and you'd try and get on the front foot a bit more. True, but I, I don't know. maybe we don't. Maybe we don't quite trust ourselves. At the end of the day, we're still sort of a developing team. We're not the finished article just yet. We're not the sort of team that you were last season or the team City are or have been in the past. So I don't think we can trust ourselves entirely to go out and sort of put in a. Like, I mean, as you can see against Sheffield United last night, to trust ourselves to put in a performance worthy of winning the title every week. So maybe Solskjaer's thought, do you know what? I'd rather come away from Anfield with a point than come away with nothing. And well, is that? Do you, would you say that's on the personnel that you have, or is that on the manager? 
Um, I don't. I think it's a combination of both. It's just the fact that we've not, we're not the finished article. Like you say, you under Klopp for the first couple of years, you weren't the finished article. And if you were to go and play a title-winning team in their own backyard where they haven't lost for year, however many years or days or whatever, I don't think you'd go for it and try and try and beat them. So I think until what happened against Sheffield United, it looked like a good point because we retained our lead over many points above you at the top. And, you know, until we lost to Sheffield United, that would have been a really healthy lead. What do you think, Ray? Well, I think we kind of did. Like... Add on, like Augie said, to be fair, we can't really go full throttle, especially up against that Liverpool side, but I feel like in the second half, definitely, if we did go for it a bit more, could have got the winner. So, like, to be fair, if I was a United fan, from if I was in their perspective, I wouldn't have been too bit disappointed with United's performance. So I can understand what Ollie's saying, where he's happy enough with performance. Would have been nice if we had got the winner, if we did have the chances and all. But, I don't know, did respect United for their performance. I said that, just looking at it, I think it's a missed opportunity. I think, because if you go there, and like I said, it's, yeah, okay, if you lose, then it's a bad result, and Ollie gets digged out, like, dug out in the media for not being more conservative. But at the same time, I think you're never going to get a better opportunity to beat us in, in Anfield, ever. Like, I don't, I don't think that's ever going to happen. If, if it doesn't happen now, I don't think it's going to happen for a long, long time. Just because I think... The way, like the form we've been in, like, you know, we're not scoring goals. The fact that we're having to play midfielders out of position at the back and then have a second choice midfield out. And then you've got the full backs who haven't been in great form either. I don't know. I think the only player who's in any sort of form for us at the minute is Alisson. And he's only really mustered up two chances against them. So. At the end of the day, though, someone said to me, would you rather win the league or gamble on beating Liverpool at Anfield and or take a nil-nil draw and win the league. Well, this is the point though, it's it's whether not going for it may cost you in the long run because you are prone to going and putting in a disaster class like you did against Sheffield United. I know what you're saying, but at least at least we didn't lose ground on sort of a no, direct a direct title rival, like we did with the City when we drew nil nil with them earlier in the season. Like at least we haven't lost ground on a title yeah. sort of no, rival. True. One thing I do want to bring up is like who and what has replaced Luke Shaw? Oh, wow. How good is he been? Like, honest to God, I feel like, for me, he's been the best. It, probably up there with someone like Matthew Cash and Cancelo is like, just by far the best full-back in the league this season. Definitely, like, yeah. This past month, he's been unbelievable. Yeah, the, the past, he's been consistent. Like, I know when we did the um, we did the team, of the, seasons, team of the season so far, and he was we did he didn't really get a mention. I don't know if I mentioned him briefly, but you probably when we did that about a month ago, you probably wouldn't have put him in there because he's been consistent, but not set the world alight. And now he's just, just starting yeah. to be he's starting to sort of show the form that he that got in the move to United really. And what he's he shown to be, you know, he, he, oh, I'd think definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, who, who would start over him? Over Chilwell. I think it's only Chillwell, but Chilwell's been awful. He's been far- I wouldn't say he's been awful. Chill For this past month, ever since ever since I suggested putting him in that um, team of the season so far, <laughs> he's been absolutely you've absolutely garbage. Him. Yeah, literally. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really well, happy. It's, it's, do you know what? The, the only reason I bring it up is I seen. Um, I think it was was it Soccer AM or Sky or someone released like a, a poll for the best fullback from this season. Like who's been the best? And I think it was off the top of my head. It was Tierney, Cresswell, well, Cancelo. Cancelo. Oh, bit of feedback there. Uh, oh. It's a soccer AM pod. 
Um, yeah, so the only reason I bring up the Luke Shaw stuff is because I've seen a poll released by Soccer AM on their Instagram. Well, not such so much a poll as a post, and it said, who has been the best fullback in the Premier League this season? And it lists Ben Chilwell, Kieran Tierney, João Cancelo, Aaron Cresswell, and Andy Robertson, and then someone else. Now, for me, I feel like at least two or three of them shouldn't even be in the conversation. Should Robertson but, be? Maybe. I don't even think he should be anymore. I think from I think he had a good start to the season, and then I think just I think the whole of our side the past month has just been poor. But at the same time, I look at Kieran Tierney; he's not been great. Aaron Cresswell has not been overly impressive. Kinsella, to be fair, has been amazing. And then I look at Robertson; uh, been decent. Chilwell's been crap for a month. Luke Shaw doesn't even get in a mention, and I'm thinking, well, he's harsh. I. I Definitely agree with that. His performances against you, both of them were sort of top top notch. He was, was really good. Yeah, both ways as well. Like going forward and like defending was ridiculous. He seems to have got that sort of burst of pace back, which he seemed to have lost for a while after his injury. But he's, well, to he's... be fair, that injury that he had years ago, that was so serious. I don't think it gets talked about enough how bad that was. Yeah, like I was yeah, reading was... somewhere, he nearly lost his leg. Yeah, it was horrible. I swear, yeah. But, yeah. you know, for him to come back and do what he's doing now, like, fair play to him. I'm, I'm, it, it says a lot that you've signed that Tellers and he looked decent. I think I think that's what, what's done it, to be fair. I think we're looking to do the same. I think if Trippier hadn't got that um, betting ban, I think we'd have signed him this January because we were linked with him quite heavily. And to, to do the same sort of job that Tellers has done, just come in and push, push Wambasaka like Tellers has pushed Shaw. Do you not think someone like Ethan Laird can come in and do that? Uh, yeah, I, I, I personally would rather keep Laird and so sorry, not sign Trippier and promote Laird to like a first team player. Sort of press Wambasaka, but I guess the problem with that is you've to got two honest, young players yeah. there. I was going to say I think we could do something similar uh, right back at the minute because I feel like Trent for the past month. To be honest, I'd say the last couple of months has been smelly. All been season, fucking, he's had his moments, but fuck me, I, I don't know whether it's he's tired or whether he's being. He does need a break. Because I know uh, it was the Southampton game, wasn't it, where he lost possession, something like, was it 50 plus times? Outrageous amount of times. A stupid amount of times then got hooked, but a lot of that came down to every time he had the ball, he was getting hounded. Now, whether it's teams are figuring, I've obviously figured out that he's a danger when he gets the ball with time. I don't know. But it just seems to me that every time he gets the ball, he's looking to put it into the area and his quality is just not there at the minute. But well, what should we do with him in regards to competition? Because like we were just speaking about Ethan Laird being promoted to United first team, but you don't want two youngsters going at the same position. We're kind of in the same position at the moment where we have Nico Williams going for it, who, let's face it, hasn't been the sort of competition we would have wished he was. No, not at all. He's, he's so not like, a bad player by any means, but I just don't think he's anywhere near ready to yeah, be he's playing like a long stretch of games. Realistically, realistically, as of right now, he is not competition for Trent. So do we dip into the market? But at the same time, like we do have two, two right backs who, hopefully, will go on to have a real good career. So like, do we need to dip into that market? But like, we have just been saying find, how Trent really needs competition. I think if you can find someone who's experienced, like someone in the mould of Trippier, or maybe someone who's yeah, maybe slightly it's older, got a bit of experience, and you know is ready to come in and. Comp- you know, he's not going to set the world like, but he can come in and just be solid. Yeah. And, you know, it's that kind of thing of, okay, well, if you're not playing well, then he's going to come in and he will just do a job until you're ready to pick your game up. So, I, I don't know. 
I, I think well, maybe... he, like it could be as well. You got to remember he's playing in a back four that's constantly changing week to week, and a mid like next to a midfield that's changing week to week. You know, and at his best, he's got Henderson dropping into that space behind him to cover while he can go forward. It's whether he's got it in the back of his mind that when he's going forward, he's then going to have to sprint all the way back to then cover because you know Thiago or um, <laughs> Chamberlain aren't going to do that same job as Henderson is. Do you think we'll ever see Trent go into midfield? Not anytime soon, anyway. I don't think, especially given how strong we are in the midfield department. I don't think so. I used to think you would, but I don't anymore. I just look at it now and I think his skill set is very tailor made to where he is right now. I don't. Think I look at him; he's not amazing at receiving the ball and beating his man. That's he's what not. I was going to say. I don't think he's good enough on the ball to play like, centre mid. He's not good enough defensively. No, I'd say he's got, no this is the thing. I don't think he's. I think he's decent defensively. It's just he's never. That, that's not what asked of him normally. If that mm. makes sense, like thing is, about... I think whenever he's one v one defensively, he's fine, and you know he's going to learn as he gets older to become a lot more like one Uh In what sense? Defending. One, but no, it isn't the issue there. One Bissaka's issue is. No, I'm saying. I'm saying. I'm saying. Trent can learn to be a bit more like Wan-Bissaka defensively. <laughs> Not really. I, I'd honestly... I'd Not really? No, I think 1v1 he's fine. <laughs> oh. He's not amazing, but he makes up for it by... So you're saying that Trent could not get better by being more like Wan-Bissaka defensively? Um, no, this is the thing, right? He could potentially improve and be better defensively because Wan-Bissaka is a very good 1v1 defender. But I think one, but to label Wan-Bissaka this amazing defensive fullback is a bit... What, no, I agree. One v one, definitely. But but positionally, I think Trent possibly he could possibly be better than Wan Bissaka because I think he is that bad positionally. It's his pace and power that makes up for it. But I mean, I think I think it's less uh, when you're playing centre midfield. It's less about one v one defending and more about your positional sense and awareness more than anything. Sure. Anyway, yeah, I feel like I we, we should get back to yeah, the, the Liverpool games. Um, should we get on to the second game? Because that was a bit more exciting. We have to. Um, <laughs> so, what happened there, boys? What What Two I do words. before about the Old Trafford game? So, like, it's something to look forward to more. Like when I've been saying this for years now, Liverpool and United at Anfield is always underwhelming. But at oh, Old yeah, Trafford, both teams go for it. It's yeah. It's much more enjoyable. Well, but I say that until something. Yeah. It's always got to be, it, that'll always be the case though, because United will feel like they have to come out and play, and Liverpool are always going to play. So, but, but what I mean, went wrong for so, Two words, mate. They're fuckeriki. Oh, don't start now. Just <laughs> big chance that. When do you start moving on from the sort of fairy tale of the Champions League and that to getting rid of him? Because that is not good enough for a team like. I would. I would have given up last summer, if I'm honest. Oh, do you know what? I was it to be honest. That I think he's that much in the forefront of my mind that I thought that that miss was against United. It wasn't. It was against Burnley. It was against Burnley, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but even still, I mean, I think that's how angry that made me. And we'll get onto that so in a bit. But he did, did he did come on against United, though, didn't he? Yeah, but he offered he did nothing. And he does nothing. Uh, no, to be fair, I think a lot of it uh, that that United game. It was a very even game. I just think Hughes edged it simply because of who we had it at the back. Like Reese Williams, no disrespect to him, but is not at the level we need. No, 
He really isn't. And he, I don't understand all the hype that was around him when he first started playing because I didn't see it then. I still don't see it. Well, he was playing non-league football last season, wasn't he? That's the point. I don't think it's on him. I'm not turning around and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, all these people giving him dog's abuse online. It's like, well, he's a 19-year-old kid who was playing for Kidderminster last season who's been coming to fill the hole of Van Dyke because he looks a bit like him. <laughs> like, surely that's it. Like, that must be the only reason because football-wise, he's not good enough. Like, oh, you, you know, at the end of the day, he makes a mistake, Rashford scores. Um, then, obviously, Bruno scores the free kick and use edge it. But I don't think there was that much in it, to be honest. Yeah, I don't think from a Liverpool perspective we can look back and be too disappointed with the performance, especially given how bad we were before the United game, if you know what I mean. Like, the I think we actually upped our game again. and we were a bit unlucky. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that, that's, the fact that Salah started scoring again is fantastic, just because it will ease that pressure, especially when we, like, you know, we're going into a game against a team that are going to sit in tonight in Tottenham. But... Yeah, that, uh, I think more than anything, Firmino just needs to, uh, he either needs rest or he needs a hug or something, like, he's just, <laughs> don't we all? Honest <laughs> to God, like, this this lockdown must be hitting him so hard, because he just looks a shell of himself, like. Who is it, is it Firmino, did you say? Yeah, yeah, like, at, at the end of the day, I know you've given stick for the longest time about him not being able to finish, and, you know, I think me and Ryan always used to say, his link-up play and his work off the ball kind of got him out make of up for it that. Yeah, make up for it. He isn't even doing that anymore. Yeah. He you looks know, so he, lethargic like, up top at home. His pressure, I'm sure, I was looking at stats, and I'm sure his pressures per night have dropped drastically from the last couple of seasons. And then you've, and creatively, his touch is dire. Oh my fucking word. But then we, we do talk about competition and like how Alex Tallis came in for Shaw. Who do Honestly, we have I, to... For Minamino, Minamino and Origi. Like, oh, does Minamino not deserve a chance now? Uh, I'm not being funny. I mean, that meme I sent you on <laughs> yeah. uh, that summed it up. Like, you can't get a game if you tried. But he like, he, he has well. had chances in the past. Like, I think it's just a case of like, see if Minamino was brought in and he did nothing. All we'd all be saying, why isn't Origi getting a chance? Like, although I would like to see Minamino instead of Origi, I still feel like neither of them are good enough to be a backup striker. We need someone like who I really like. I haven't seen much of him, but Finn, I can't say his name. Spurs is back up. Uh, Vinicius. Yeah, came in, got, grabbed a hat trick in Fefe Cup. He scored in a few <laughs> Europa League games. It's Marine. Yeah, oh, but a few Europa that, League I'm games. Sorry. Well. Like he's came in and, and scored on goals. that a little bit because I swear to God that made me laugh so much. <laughs> nah, he literally he... booting the ball in from like a couple yards out and starts doing the Mbappe celebration. <laughs> fucking Marine. Nah, that, no, that's all we need right now. He does look decent, to be fair. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was Benfica's top scorer last season. Yeah, exactly. That's all I mean. But yeah, we need my, someone. My biggest thing our... is, yeah, our backup. I mean, you got to remember as well. We've also had Jota in. Yeah, you need him. But... Month. I think if he comes in, you can alleviate that pressure on those three to score goals. But I, I, I've, I've been talking about this a lot with um, a couple of people uh, outside of this, and I've said that every single front three that's been at the top of their game for like a couple of years is only together for maybe two, three years max. You, know, you look at like Messi, Suarez, Neymar when they were amazing a couple of years until one of them moved on. Uh, even was it Ronaldo, Tevez, Rooney? Yeah, that wasn't together very long. I, I could reel off countless. This this front three's been together for four years. Yeah, that's a lot. And to be fair, if you look at the first Champions League final this team reached uh, against Real Madrid, it's pretty much the same team. It's only really Allison. 
that's come in and uh, Fabinho that have come in and been embedded in the first team. The rest of it's the same squad. It definitely needs changing up this summer. But who would who would we change? I think well, Wijnaldum's going to go. That I think that's yeah. pretty clear. I think one of the front three needs to go. I think who that, was, I that think, is a bold claim. Who I, I, no, I, and it's not a case of I think that they're bad players or I think that they're finished or anything. So I think wherever they go, they're going to be good. But I just yeah, think, I, I do know where you mean and all. But at the same time, which one of the three do you do you pick? I'd, it's one of them. I think the one that you get the most money for, which would make the most sense financially at the minute, would be Salah. And you know what he's talked numerous times about. He want he wants to play for Real Madrid and stuff. But you let Salah but, go, and Firmino's Firmino's not by far the best player there. Firmino's not firing. You get rid of Salah. Firmino and Mane aren't carrying that team. I think Mane. No, I think Mane Mane's done. What's Mane done recently? He's been no. He's been crap this season. Give that. A, give a, like you know. I'll completely concede that. But you got to remember, he's been. He's he's the one that's been there. I think did he get there before Firmino? No, just after Firmino, wasn't it? Yeah. But he was carrying that front three before Salah got there, and albeit it wasn't to the same level of success, but he's kept that consistency for so long. I, I think, and then Firmino, you look at it. Who's going to pay the money for him? Because how much would you realistically get from him in this market? It's one other thing to look at from Mane and Salah as well. If they're getting on a bit, so if we are ever to sell, to maximise profits, it's going to have to be soon, maybe for the summer. This is the thing, it's all about squad turnover, and I think Klopp Klopp and FSG really need to... Well, I I think I've got full confidence that they'll be able to do it, because they've done it once, but... Yeah, you need an overhaul. yeah. Project and Bobby 2021. I think oh, um, even. Uh, mate, I want Haaland. <laughs> don't be all. Just completely, all completely change systems. Go and buy Haaland and just feed him the ball. I think you need to get rid of that. It's um, insane. Who's that really slow lad that wears number six for you? <laughs> What's his what, name? The, the one that ran Thiago. Thiago. Oh, Thiago. Thiago. Yeah. Right, ran ran himself into a zero percent win record for Liverpool. It's pretty See, good. You've been getting so much slander online, but. But what has he done? It, it's not justified, though. But why? What has he done? Every time he's been on the pitch, he's he's been in a different mid... I'm sure he's played in five different midfields in but a team that's very unsettled. I don't I, think he's played alongside Fabinho and Henderson in a midfield. I don't yet. I don't hear these excuses for Paul Pogba. Yeah, well, Paul Pogba's had four or five years. Yeah, Pogba's had four or five years. Even when, he, five even when he come in, there was never this, this kind of... This kind of because Thiago didn't cost £80 million. He still dubbed one of the signs of the season, wasn't he? And to be fair, I think if you had a fully fit team, he would be. His game is not... He's not a final third player. Paul Pogba is far, like, is far more capable of being a final third player than Thiago. That, that's just their skill sets. So what is Thiago good at? Just at dictating the pace of the play, keeping the ball, relieving... But what, but what good does that do if, if it doesn't achieve anything? I get. I think he, he looks. He's great on the eye. It looks. My, it looks no, brilliant. My thing but... is, you look at the amount of times he's put players in good positions and they've done nothing with the ball. At the end of the day, he can do that all he wants. Like the players up front have got to do something with it. 
To be fair, I, every time he gives the ball to Firmino, he fucking loses it. What, like, I will, what I will say, I don't think it's as much his attacking play. What, what stood out for me, because I, I oh, obviously he did look good. Oh, he, he is unbelievably slow. slow. No, be, it was that. It was at that moment where Pogba just burned it, that. It wind. was twice. There was once with Greenwood, where yeah. Greenwood wasn't even sprinting, and Thiago. Yeah, he, he is. He looked knackered. His little he, legs were not going. That <laughs> that I did notice that, and that did make me laugh a little bit. He loves more. a slay tackle as well. He, he does. I could see him getting himself sent off at some point. Yeah, I actually yeah, agree. Yeah, wouldn't shock me. you got to remember as well, he's been used to playing in a Bayern team that just dominate everyone. And, you know, and he played at Barcelona where in both senses, the play is a lot slower and it's it's a lot less fast-paced than Yeah, he'd be, a, he'd be a great player in one of them teams because, you know, if they have loads of the ball, he can just dictate play, like you say, and just spread it about and look brilliant. But if... He's playing in a team that's going to get attacked, like Liverpool were in the FA Cup. He's going to get exposed defensively if he's playing in that number six sort of holding role. But you got to remember that's not where he's at his best. When he played, when he played holding for Bayern Munich, he had Joshua Kimmich next to him, whose legs. So do you think like, he needs someone next to him, like Fabinho? Well, yeah, ideally, but we can't do that at the minute. What do you that's think? the biggest issue we've got is every time we put a midfield in there, he's asked to do all the hard yards when. At the end of the day, to some extent, he's a luxury player. He's a ta- you know you look someone like in the same kind of mould as someone like a Perlo or like you know um, you know maybe a Paul Pogba for United where they need the players around him to actually do the hard yards for him. Say you're going into a big game against City, then would you want him in your midfield? Absolutely. Given the fact, given the fact that he's going to get sort of have to do a lot of defensive work. Absolutely, Ryan. Who else you in a big game against who? Sorry, well, like, like, put it, like City or United, where you're gonna get in the first way. Do we want them in the squad tonight? And I'd say yeah. Who, who else do you want in that midfield? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Wijnaldum's got better legs. Henderson, Fabinho. It's more industrial. I mean, it's not even confirmed whether Fabinho's in the squad tonight. I, I mean, they might. I don't. I don't mean tonight. I just mean in general for like a sort of game where you're gonna have to I do a bit thi- of defending. I do still think he gets into our best team right now. I think yeah. with everyone fit, I think him, Fabinho and Henderson starting on midfield. Yeah, and I think that gives you a bit of everything well. then. Because I think Wijnaldum's been great, but I don't... Oh, think Chini I, can't create anymore. Like, there's more chance of Joel Matup creating something. But he can, though. From... This is the thing, he can. Was it against... Um, or who was it against? It was recently where he's took the ball from like the centre circle and he's ran pretty much... Yeah, I, I, know, I know what you're on about against, against Burnley. Yeah, and you think, yeah, why do you not do that? the first thing he's done in fucking years. Like, I know, well, not I know years, Klopp sorry, but you know what I mean. has this whole thing of, oh, you know, like, he just wants him to sit deep, keep the ball, like, recycle possession and that. But it just seems to be that, like, that's been ingrained in him for so long in this Liverpool team that he's forgotten how to, like you say, like, he's forgotten how to create. Because you look at him for Holland and he's a goal scorer in number eight or number ten. He used to play on the wing for Newcastle. Like, he scored five goals in one game. He's capable of doing it. But, I don't know. Um, I think one I'll thing I wanted to note on is how good is Fernandes I mean that first game fucking I knew, terrible I knew it would happen because you were giving him shit after that first game for not turning up and you just he knew fucking, no, well, he had, hold on he had a fall of shame performance against us and he didn't it, even play well against in the second exactly, game exactly I want to call out this myth he's bombing him over a free kick which should have been stopped at the end of the day he's a good player in the final yeah, third he doesn't do much in terms of when like th- this is the thing, right? He's a very, very good player at what he does. Which, when he gets the ball, he's constantly looking to create. That's fine, and it's fine for you because you don't really look to keep hold of the ball that much. 
Like, I'm not being funny. In any other team, he would be so frustrating. Yeah, like, no, I agree, but th- that's what we've been missing. He's the exact thing that we've been missing. And if someone that's just going to take a risk and not just play the simple pass, and the amount of times it's come off, it's no coincidence. And look, he might, he, like the free kick against you in the first game, he missed it. But the, you just know he's going to come up clutch and he's going to be that guy that's going to score a goal. It's been happened no, too many fine, times to be a coincidence. Yeah, no, that's fine. But then for that 80, 90% of the game where he's smelling the gaff up and just giving the ball back to our centre-backs, then it's, you know, if you're playing against a better team, he can't do that as much. Like, he's not he's not able to get away with it. I mean, it's, it's I, not I, like he I does that worry. every week, though. He's had, he, he had an off game against you, fair enough. I just worry that he was crap against Sheffield United last night. Oh, well, everyone was crap against Sheffield yeah. United. <laughs> but I just wor- my thing is with him, I worry that you're going to go down the same route we did with Steven Gerrard in that he's basically allowed to do what he wants and fuck everyone else and I, I don't know I just think long short term that's great because he's doing great for you but I think long term that's not a good way to build your team in what sense do what he wants well every time he gets the ball what's he looking to do every time he gets the ball he's either looking to hit a 40-50 yard pass or he's trying to shoot yeah but it, it, it comes off but nine times out of ten, it doesn't. And if, it, if I don't care. Build, I don't care if he's. This is the thing. Oh, this is the thing. If you want to build a team that's wanting to go for the title, and wants to play a certain way, then you'd actually... be. You do have every right to build it around Fernandez. All, all I'm going to say is the other midfielder who's possibly just as creative and deadly as him at the minute is Kevin De Bruyne. Now Kevin De Bruyne can keep the ball because decision making is fantastic, and he comes up clutch more times than more times than not because when he gets into that final third his quality is just as well probably better than Fernandez. but the big difference is his decision making but De Bruyne also knows he's part of a system where he can't just do what the fuck he wants we had it with Gerard for years Gerard was a fantastic player and I've got no sort of like thing about like saying oh you know he could have been better than this and that but we fell into that trap of especially when he got once he got older and once the team and the players around him weren't very good where he was just basically allowed to do what he wants, and it's fuck everyone else. It's it's not a good way to but I, have a football team unless you're Lionel Messi and putting out that input you. and have putting out that output. I Wait, I what would you do with him then? I don't know. Yeah, I don't what know. What you do, do you want him just to conform and no, just, just play five yard passes all the time? Well, I'd, I'm not being funny. Be, like I just think if you just want to progress to the next, because I think you're a, te- a team at the minute where you're on the verge of becoming a good team. I think one or two signs away from becoming a team that can really compete, play like player for player wise anyway. But I just think if you want to actually be consistent and not rely on one player so to constantly produce magic, you need to. So we need to stop Fernandez doing what he's doing, even though he's just carried us to the top of the league and Champions League spots in the year that he's been here. All, all I'm saying, Joe, you know what? Think differently if you want, but I just don't think it works out long term when you've got a player that's got that much sort of like. In a sense, control over like over a team. You know, you look at his reactions every time he comes off. He's he's like yeah, that's good. Because he cares. What, what? It's it's not no because he's it's not it's not causing like, he's not sulking. Don't cause a problem because he comes back and just does it again the next time. It's not like he's sat on the bench like crying and then yeah. refuses to play or doesn't no, turn I'm saying to it's training working or, now and that's fine. But I just don't think long term it does work. I think because the thing is, what happens when he goes through a bad patch of form? Because it well, it's bound to happen. Is he still allowed to just take shots on all the time and keep losing you the ball? And The, the big difference is what happens when all these passes that are coming off now because he's in a great vein of form and you know he's he feels like he's untouchable, don't 
come off and gives the ball away 80-90% of the time like he did against Liverpool and you start losing games like you did at Sheffield United what what happens that's what I'm saying what happens then is he still like, is it still okay that he's giving the ball away 90% of the time he has it well obviously it wouldn't be <laughs> that's just saying if a player's out of form a player's out of form if he's giving the ball away all the time well, obviously that's not going to be a good thing but that's the same with any player but that's his game I'm saying his game is it's either it, it, it's it is very much like on on the edge. It, it's no kind of in between. It's either I'm going to play this pass and it's going to hit, you, you know, him on the run and he's going to score, or I'm going to give you the ball back and they're going to have a chance to counter. But the amount of times he does it, the chances are because he gets he's himself. A, in the no, right that's the thing. He's a quality player. He's a very very good player. But you look at the difference between him for use and him for Portugal. For Portugal, he doesn't do half the bullshit he does for use because he knows there's a system in place and he knows who's top dog. I think it's because he's top dog. It's. And it, I mean, at the end of the day, I just want you to suffer, and I really hope it goes that way. But I'm just, we have literally just been crying out for a player like him, a leader, someone that's going to take risks, someone that's got the quality, and he's just ticked all them boxes. And, and for the foreseeable, that is just never, ever going to be a problem. He is the last person in that team that is ever going to be a problem. And I, I think, think that, that fair, free kick has just, it's just fried your head, and you just nah, can't what I would, see. Do you know what I would say? What I would say is I think you very much do need a player in that midfield that can actually keep possession of the ball properly. And but who would you take out of you then, midfield? Well, Pogba's going to be off in the summer. But even then, we have Fred McTominay. I wouldn't, be so certain. I wouldn't be so certain about that. Well, Fred McTominay are not the kind of players you want giving the ball under pressure. They're not, like, that's not their skill set. They're very good off the ball. No, I think that's the complete opposite, actually. I think McTominay's very press-resistant. The amount of times he? He, he got out of tight spots against you. <sighs> What? I, I think that's, think I think that's literally the reason he plays in the big games. Every time I, I just look at the midfielders you've got, I, I don't think that's. Sorry, that's the reason he plays in the big games. It's not McTominay and Fred. McTominay and Fred are so good at keeping hold of the ball in tight spots. That is literally the reason they play. And Pog every plays time further I watch forward. Them lose the ball every time they have it. I don't think you've been watching enough United then. I really have. I've had to for this fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I. I like, because it's even Mat- Matic ain't great on the ball either. Like, I'll give, I'll give you that match was really poor last night. I'll give you that. So the thing you could do, like, uh, to be honest, you, uh, it makes no sense to me why you just didn't go out and sign party in the right. summer instead of uh, Van der Beek. But anyway, um, right, Jake, I'm asking you now. Like, I hate to say it, but I see no issue if United midfield from Tom Drive. So do you think if United are being to be title challengers again next year, if they need to uh, get another midfielder? Oh, definitely. In the summer. Who's definitely they need a holding midfielder. They need a holding midfielder. Are you joking? I know. I, that's the. You ask any United fan, they need a holding midfield player, and then they think they're going to need a midfield player to replace Pogba, unless Van der Beek is going to be the one that comes in. Because I, I don't, don't I, I don't think long term, Fred and Fred. Your thing is right. You've got a very, you've got a very low ceiling with Fred and McTominay as your midfield pairing. Like, you, they're not bad players, but they're not going to. You wouldn't talk about them in like title winning teams. That that's not the kind of players that they are. If if you are a club with ambition, you should want better players than that. I just think so, uh, there's such a agenda against them too when they have actually I think had they've been good, good this seasons. Season. No, they've been they've been good this season, but being press resistant is not their strengths. I completely disagree with that. I think I could make you a montage the amount of times that McTominay kept hold of the ball against Liverpool. I, I could make you a montage spots. of Divock Origi scoring amazing goals. It doesn't mean that it comes through every week. Like, <laughs> I just think you just, montage, you just watch you... it with such tainted glasses that you just can't I, see. I really don't. I, honestly, I'll give you credit where it's due. They're not, they've had a good season, but 
you, would you not agree that Hughes could do with? Uh, no, I, that's the thing. If I, I, I think Matic is past his sort of sell-by date now, and I would have another holding. I would have another holding midfielder in there, someone like a a Declan Rice. To be fair, I think Van der Beek would be perfect for Hughes just because of what he is. He's very good at just getting the ball, just passing it off, and just there's no way. The there's no way you can play a midfield of Van der Beek, Pogba, and Fernandes. But this is the thing: Pogba ain't going to be here next year. I don't think you can be so certain about that. I, I just look at it. I think the amount of who's going to come in for Pogba? Around. Yeah, who's going to sign him? Real Madrid. They're, they're in, Zidane they're absolutely in massive loves amounts of debt. Yeah, but the, Zidane absolutely loves him, and Real Madrid have got no issue about spending the money they don't yeah, have. Zidane's probably not even going to be there by the end of the season. Are they not still top of the league, or is it Atletico? No, Atletico are top. Madrid is shape. Uh, I don't know. I just look at it, and I think he would make perfect sense. He's a very Real Madrid signing. I think Ole handled that very well, by the way, all that agent stuff. Because that could have no, been... No, he did. That could, have been, that could have absolutely tore the dressing room apart, and he's just sort he, of diffused it very well, and he's got a tune out of him. Yeah, given Pog- his due, he did very well with that. Pogba's been class for the last month, even though but, you won't admit that either. No, no, he's been very good, but my uh, the way I look at it is, is he just playing for a move? Because it, 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 he's been poor all season, and then all these rumours start coming out about him wanting to leave, and you know Real Madrid being interested and all this stuff, and then he starts playing well, playing well again. Now it could it, it could be nothing. It could just be that all these talked him round and kind of put his arm around and stuff. But I don't know. It's just there's no smoke without fire, kind of thing. But I think with Pogba, there's been rumours about him leaving ever since he joined United. Like, what's going to be, what's going to change for the summer? I don't see him leaving. If I'm honest, I just think he's very big time Pogba, and I think if he, uh, he'll probably look at Real Madrid and think I can go there and be the guy. Because I, th- I think especially now United have got Fernandez, he isn't the guy anymore. I mean, I don't know. I, I just look at the way Pogba has been. Over like, his I, career and that. I think the thing with Pogba is, I think he's just frustrated at the fact that he's not winning trophies. And I think if he was to win trophies with United, I think if we were to win a couple of trophies this season, why shouldn't he stay here and win him with us? Because that's why he come back in the first place. Which is what he said. said. The thing is, you you've got to remember the allure of Real Madrid. Like they could they could go to anyone regardless of the situation they're in and pinch their best player just because they're Real Madrid. You look at you, you were flying. You know, you'd won back to back to back league titles in the late two thousands. They came in for Ronaldo and you just could do nothing about it because he wanted to go. And they were shit at that point. I think they went like a couple of years without league titles and they were in transition. That, that That's just what Real Madrid are. But... Anyway, um, another player which you haven't mentioned, which I thought we should probably should, is Martial, who had a stink last night. Um, we've touched on the... We'll come back to the Burnley game, but we'll talk about Sheffield United. Um, a lot of... Sort of Martial FC um, fans on Twitter who have been all all in for Martial, which admittedly I've kind of been one of them for a long time. Sort of looked at that Sheffield United game and thought that's the final straw for Anthony Martial. I just love that I was right. How do you feel about it? <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm very much on my last last chance saloon for Martial. Last chance saloon. Right? Does it not feel so good to be right? Well, I can say the same about for, it does. Uh, for me. No. It does. Firmino's backed it up before. Martial's never back, like, oh, backed like. Mar- backed it up once, same as Martial. One season. I'm not, Firmino's had a few good seasons. Martial. Martial's had a few I, good I, seasons. Said, my my opinion on Martial has always been he's a decent player, but he is never going to be good enough to be your like main striker, like your out and out number nine. And he's not been. And I think this season's proven that. I think it's just so frustrating because last season it just looked like it was all coming together for him. He got the number nine shirt back. He played. He was playing class. 
and was you know linking the play up. He was scoring goals, and then this season, what I, I just can't put my finger on what's gone wrong for him. And he's just not a very good player, Ollie. <laughs> he is, though, so you know he is. And even no, even you know the start of the he's... season, he was linking up the play really well and was actually looked like a like a key part of this team, even oh, though he wants to oh. score him. But now it's just. Part of me just thinks that, I honestly look at it and I think you've actually been reminded what a real number nine looks like. Cavani's come in and just, and you know, he's not played probably as much as he should have done. So I think every time he's played a few, he's looked great. But oh, that, Yeah, that's the thing. Cavani, even if he does, you know, have an off day, he'll, be, he'll run all day long. And that's yeah, what, that's I, what really, I absolutely Cavani. lost my head with Martial last night. When he, he gave the ball away, there was twice, there was once for the goal where he gave it away. Which admittedly it maybe wasn't his fault because Matic just sort of left him in a crowd of free players, but didn't track back then. And there was another time he gave the ball away, sort of on the halfway line, and just stood there. And a Sheffield United break came because he didn't track track back. And I just think if you're not in form, at least run. That's the that's yeah. the very minimum you can do is just run. Nah, I fully agree with like, that. I just that nothing winds me up more than some a player just stood there like throwing their hands in the air and just not tracking back. Do you want to see him at the starting eleven yeah. at the moment? Not anymore, no. Chopping for Cavani. There you go. Tanya. Uh, I mean, to be fair, it, it's it's not... <laughs> <Lost your temper>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not happy with you. Oh. But I mean... Yeah, I just look at him and think he's... He has been shown up a little bit. Cavani's come in. And I think he's like he's the mould of player you've been crying out for. Yeah. And he could he could fight for his plate, Martial. He could fight and say, like, do you know what? Uh, Cavani's come in. Like, I'm going to aspire to be better than him. I'm going to learn from him. I'm going to be better. But he's just he just looks like yeah. he's just shying away from it. Yeah. And anyway, just that game in general was just so frustrating. I don't know what happened with us. Like Sheffield United were organised. They were you know dogged as they as they were last season really. But I defend him for that second goal. Like fair enough. Like we've had a sloppy sort of sloppy start. We haven't been able to make much sort of inroads into their into their defence but equalise you think you think right do you know what we're back in the game like let's just let's just put it to bed now and to defend like that it was my shambolic what? my question to you is why like, is there a reason why he dropped Luke Shaw I think or it's it just because he thought or? I think it's just in games like that Tellers has obviously got a good cross on him and we're going to have a lot of the ball we might as well just put someone like Tellers in yeah. give Shaw a rest you know and Tellers was decent think, yeah, going forward. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't even think Tellers was bad. It's just a thing. Why for, that goal, though, probably... for that goal, though, Tellers was yeah. very sloppy. There was a host of sort of mistakes I just don't get in why there. you drop probably your second best player this season. Yeah, I, don't, I know. I see what you're saying, but a, the games are coming thick and fast. You've got to rest them at some point. Who's think... got next, by the way? Um, Southampton or West Ham? Ooh. Oh, no, no, sorry, no. No, it's not. It's um, Arsenal at the weekend. Arsenal on Saturday. Do you know what? It's a sticky one if you don't get a result there, though. I think City now look like they may run away with it. Yeah. Because I feel like they are the only team right now that have any sort of like rhythm and consistency. I you, like yous have been like grinding out results and like yous have put together a good run of form, but I just think they look properly. Yeah, like, I, I said got going even now. before the Sheffield United game, I think City will win the league just because when they're in that kind of form and they sort of get rumbling. There's not a lot you can do about no. that team, and we're not at that level yet. Maybe next season we will be, but I'll fully admit we're not as good as think, Man City uh, at the moment. So do you think now it might be a case? Do you think you'll bounce back on against Arsenal? I think we will. Yeah, yeah. We have 
been I, I think we've been in too good a form not to like it's one bad result I think we sort of put that behind us and I, if I'm right in saying I think Arsenal's away which we do s- seem to play better away from home yeah it is away in away FC aren't you Jesus which is Christ. yeah weird as it is but we do um, the other one I wanted to mention from that game the Sheffield United game which really did piss me off because of all the times you say United get decisions that is so inconsistent them two decisions for the goals I actually couldn't tell you what you're on about like I've I, I seen the second go- I've seen both goals go in I was watching it but I don't what are you on about? so basically what's happened for the first one Billy Sharp sort of shoulder barged De Gea in the back as he's gone up to catch it Ryan, please tell me you've seen this. Yeah, I've seen them both, and honestly, I don't think either of them... Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. I said when the De Gea one happened, I said, you know what, I don't think that's a foul. I think he's just too weak. Like That doesn't happen to someone like Alisson when he goes up to claim a corner. He's just too weak. So If it's like, in the back, though, that normally get, that does get... Yeah, you could see it from... There's one angle where it, it really does look sort of worse than maybe your first thought, but even then I'd say, right, fair enough, he's gone up for it, and you know it happens. But what frustrated me more is that... Martial scored a perfectly good goal. Maguire's gone up with a header, not even put his arms anywhere near the goalkeeper, with his back to the goalkeeper, jumps up and Ramsdale drops it right at the feet of Martial and he scores, and the referee you know, blows for a foul. You know what was one. very similar to? Do you remember Van Dijk against Maguire. United last year? Mm. Oh, God, yeah, yeah I remember but it, that. It was even less contact than that, though, because in well, that it, one, Van Dijk had his was... arm up slightly, but even the Maguire one, he had his arms like nowhere near the keeper. Harry Maguire had another one this lad, didn't he, recently? Yeah, he's, he's a couple of weeks ago. Which, to be fair, that was really soft. Ever since Klopp started whinging, we've not got any decisions. <laughs> oh, bless you. <laughs> but it, it does make a difference, though. We, we, were, we were shit against Sheffield United, but that changes the game. If we equalise you know, within five minutes or ten minutes does, of them scoring, that completely changes s- the game. I can say exactly the same thing about us against Burnley you know at the end of the day Origi puts that in the puts that in the net and doesn't that's different that, that's, a, that's, that's your player being no, no, shit that's not no, 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 a but, refereeing no, what decision saying, no what I'm saying is moments like that where like things go your way they don't whether it be like because of the ref or because a player missed a, a goal like it does change games but I, can, I could it, accept it more if it was just Martial miss, missing a sitter rather than Martial scoring and getting it disallowed wrongly yeah but it's whether like it's whether it was wrong at the end of the day. And, it, it's, and I'm not saying it was right or wrong because I've not seen it, but... I'd even have to say it was a wrong decision. Like, I don't... I hate to say it, but I do not know. At the end of the day, we've said it... I think we've said it since we started this podcast. VAR and how things get disallowed is always so inconsistent and doesn't get used properly, so it's... I don't even think VAR was the issue for it, if I'm honest. Is the referee blew his whistle too soon. Oh, did he? Oh. Yeah, because yeah. Martial, just as Martial struck the ball to put it over the line, the referee blew the whistle so VAR couldn't look at it. Which is just the referee is just shit in England as well. Oh, of course. I think it's possibly the worst in the continent, besides all the corrupt leagues like fucking Portugal and that. And I think there's another one I can't put my head on. Uh, put Greece. Me around, but, um, I think there's a really bad one. It's like Serbia or something. Serbia's got a really fucking corrupt league. Yeah, I mean, it's somewhere over in that. That's the region, worst thing. We're not we're not even corrupt. We're just bad. Like it's just. <laughs> I just thought where it was. It's fucking. Um, where was uh, Danny? We went to uni from Bulgaria. Bulgaria. That's where it is. Apparently, that's <laughs> mad corrupt. Right, it's all like drug lords and all sorts get involved with it. But anyway, um, can we touch on the Burnley game just because just to cheer me up a bit? We're talking about United. <laughs> As I said before, if Origi scores that, we win that game 4-0. But you didn't. 
but that's that's the whole thing. It it's just is that not is it not worrying though? Are you does oh, games like that worry you? Definitely, but I'm a little bit more at ease after the United game, funnily enough, because I think it was just the case of you don't score in four games, you forward to miss fire, and I think it's a bit of it's got to play on your mind a little bit when you're going into games and getting chances like that that you just need that goal. You still so haven't scored in the Prem though, have you? We haven't, but it's still. We scored in an important game at the end of the day. Whether we lost it or not, it's still an important game. You know, a game against you is in any competition really is important. So do you, do I don't want to. I don't want to interrupt you, but we've got some breaking news where Fabinho has been ruled out with injury tonight. <laughs> oh, I love this who's going to play? Game. Who's going to play centre half? Uh, but it, is it Reese Williams and Nat Phillips? Maybe oh. uh, lineup's not out yet, but I'd imagine so. That is. What about Hendo? Is he? Is he back? Watch him play Tiago at the back or something. Like, oh, imagine Tiago and Reese Williams, how slow of a partnership that would be. Jesus. Against, just, against I, Harry Kane as well. Do you know what? I really just don't like football. <laughs> this is just ridiculous. That was all that was waiting to happen was a few injuries to your to your team. Uh, I mean, there's a few injuries and there's this, mate. Fuck me. Yeah, but I mean, against oh. us, you had... I think someone pointed this out, that this narrative that you've had so many injuries and that. For the, quite a while now, you've had... Your first choice front three, pretty much your first choice midfield other than Fabinho having to go to centre-back, and then missing Van Dijk at the back and Gomez. You've had your first choice full-backs, think first choice keeper yeah, for a while now, first choice front three. No, think about it since the start of the season. Yeah, I know, but recently had. though, like a lot Allison of comeback. Alisson went out for, oh, was it a month? We had to play Adran in net. Trent went out for a month. Um, obviously, Van Dijk and Fabinho, sorry, Van Dijk and Gomez went out. You've had Matip in and out constantly, so it means you can never get any rhythm. You've got Henderson's been out a few times. No, I, I, Jota, I know Jota's you've had an injury. Massive miss as well. I think it's more than anything. You've got a team that's been together, like I said, you've got a team that's been together for so long that knows that's built around that core of players. I think any team that loses the core of players is going to get shown up. Look at but, City when they lost Laporte. They were absolutely shagged because it kind of affect. It's like a knock-on effect everywhere. But just going back to what you said at the start about United not going for it, Anfield. We were playing nine of your team that beat that won the league last season. Yeah, and plus I, or eight plus Thiago. Well, that might be true, but out of those nine, that I think pretty much all of them are playing the last three games prior to that, where they'd not scored a goal, and that we looked shit. This is what I'm saying. You're playing against. But it's, I'm sorry. If you can't, if you can look at that lineup and say that's a strong team when we're having to play cent- central midfield players at the back, then it's not even worth discussing. Because imagine you had to t- like to put in a game where you had to put fucking Fred and McTominay at the back. It's just like well, you know, Fred and fucking Pogba at the back. I think there's that, a lot that's... of times where Sir Alex Ferguson played midfield he, he as a centre half, and I don't think people would be. No, he did. Sir Alex people would be thinking. Genius, I don't think people would be thinking. Oh, we're going to slap these about today. I don't know. I think. I think there's more anything. Sir Alex Ferguson was just a genius. and was able to get a lot with a little. True. But, Very true. Know. Do you think you're at the title race? Just to wrap things off, or do you think you're still in with Win a shout? Win tonight. Who fucking knows? It, I'd say because of this season, we still are. Is this your new biggest? Is this your new biggest game of the season tonight? I think every Probably. game now is a big game. It's. it's I think ev- until we mathematically can't be in it, or you know, it becomes a bit of like you know, maybe like a ten point gap, fifteen point gap. Then I think 
but we're, more than we're, still in it. We're playing Tottenham though. They if they win, they go ahead of you, and you go down to sixth, which is. But then three bad games for one team and three good games for another team. This this league's so close at the minute. Like, how much of a discrepancy is it between like seventh and first? Must only be like ten points. Um. Yeah. Yeah, less than that at the moment. That means there's games in hand and stuff trying to catch up. But you know, so it's it's so close. It's like I look at us now. We I don't think we can get any worse. That's the biggest thing. I think where we are right now is Wait. especially after the burn. The game is rock bottom. Like we cannot get worse than that. I, I refuse to believe it. With the players we've got there, they cannot be possibly worse than what they've been. So, and it, and if they are, then we are in a lot of trouble. To put but, the table know. into perspective, if we lose tonight, Arsenal, who have had a terrible season, are four points behind us. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just so close. It's, I, I mean, I've got a mate who's a sort of complete neutral in in terms of football, and he's absolutely desperate to see a, a six-way title race, which it could happen. It's probably it could very, very good for a neutral. It could it probably very, is very... Good. Yeah. I mean, it's been you know, a while since we've had, we've had a... That are actually, yeah, for people that actually, you know, where their team is competing at the top. It's like now, like, I, this is the most stressed I've been watching football in, like, a few years. <laughs> like, it used to be so fun. Like, literally the last two, three years, I've went into every single game knowing, oh, we're probably going to win today. Or, or at least we're going to play well. You know, like, we're, we're, we're going to turn up, we'll get something out of this game. This season's just been fucking horrible. But... Yeah, literally between 10th and 1st place. So 10th place Aston Villa and 1st place Man City. Uh, there is a, there's 12 points. Which is fucking mental. What a season, though. What a season we could be in for if it carries on like Definitely. this. Um, anyway, a couple of things that we were just going to touch on just before we get on to predictions. Um, there's one I've just thought of now, which I thought we'd better, better mention. So we have been slandering Martial slightly. Um one of the things which is upsetting to see is that Martial, as well as Axel Tonzebi, who sort of deflected the second goal in against Sheffield United, have been racially abused on Instagram, which is just a joke, really, that people are still what getting fans? away with it. But I what think it, it, you no, say I'm, that, but I'm it, actually joking. It, it happens. It's, it's happened with yeah. Liverpool before. It's happened with so many teams. It's just it's pathetic, isn't it? It's, like it's yeah, it's perfect from the people themselves, but it's also from social media sites like Instagram and Twitter that aren't doing enough to stop it. And oh, wait. Oh, sorry, I'm very sorry to interrupt you. We've got team news for Liverpool, <laughs> so... And then we will go straight back onto it. It's just that it's come out. Um, so, yeah, Henderson and Matip at the back. Oh, Matip's back. So what are you crying about, then? <laughs> because he won't be here the next game. <laughs> uh, and then Wijnaldum, Milner, Thiago, and then the front three. Um, but, yeah, no, the... It, it's like any... I mean, racism is obviously, like, arguably the worst form, but it's like any sort of abuse. You know, we've had it this season where you've had... I think Neko Williams had to delete his with the Instagram and Twitter yeah. account because of the amount of abuse. you like, it's football. At the yeah. end of the day, yeah, you get upset and it means a lot, but... Well, I think that's always... Know, it's always been a thing that people get upset about football. I think it's just because people can hide behind social media now and there's no like, consequences. There's no way they'd be saying that if they see him in the street. No, or exactly. Like, or even in the stands or anything. And it's just fucking pathetic. There needs to be more to be done to sort of identify people on social but, media. But. I think at least now clubs are lo- starting to look at it and, you know, they are issuing the likes of bans and, like, yeah. sanction and, like, certain things for it. But, yeah, it's not nice. Anyway, on a more light-hearted note, one of the ones you picked up on Jake was the um, 
the battle between two former United centre forwards in Syria, or I think it was in the Coppa Italia or something like that. Whichever, it was just for. I mean, it, I don't know who said what exactly it was. Uh, no, actually, less who side you on. Who do you think would win that fight? Zlatan. Lukaku. Lukaku. No, no. Come on, it's got to be Zlatan. Sheer force. Zlatan's a black black belt in Taekwondo. Have you seen the way Zlatan can kick? Like, it, his legs go mad angles. Like, What have you ever Lukaku's seen Lukaku getting... do? Apart from fall over the ball. <laughs> Tell you what, no, big, be... it's, a, it's a paper for you. I would certainly pay for yeah, it. Yeah, it'd be a big heavy... Do you know what? People are going on about like this Logan Paul, like, Conor McGregor fight. Like, people ra- I'm sure people would rather watch those... Like Lukaku and Ibra fight it out than those two. For the Serie A t- title. I think oh, that that should be the way they decide football. Every now and again. <laughs> Let them fight it out like hockey. I can't remember a bit of sort of a bit of beef like that happening at a game with no fans for a while. Like it, that yeah. that obviously players aren't quite as fired up without all the supporters geeing up and all that. But I think that was good to see, like, cause you could actually hear what they were saying and stuff, which I thought was quite yeah. interesting. Was it something like did someone say something about someone's mother and then Yeah, I think that's it was like, I'm going to fuck your wife and your... Some yeah. just madness, like... Yeah. It was great. It was good to see, like... But, it, but yeah, who are we supporting on us? I'm going to say Zlatan, just because he was better for United. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless of if he potentially may have been racist. Yeah, he was better for United. I don't, so. I don't think oh. he was racist. <laughs> uh, I honestly can't stand Zlatan. Like, you're 40 years of age. Like, no harm. It used to well, be you're funny. Not 40, but you're near no, it, it used to be funny. Now it's just, you look like a bit of a prick. Yeah, it, all his tweets as well about getting COVID. Like, oh, sh- shut up. No. <laughs> I think that's part of his, like, brand, though, isn't it? It oh, is, what? but it doesn't make it any less insufferable. <laughs> and all his memes, like, oh, well, like, I can't even think off the top of my head now, but just any time I see Eva pop Chuck up Norris is what he does. Exactly. Do you know the way, like, people used to talk about Chuck Norris, like, you know, like, COVID, uh, like, Chuck Norris didn't get COVID, COVID got Chuck Norris or something. Yeah. It's, it's the same kind of shit, and it's like, fucking hell. It's funny when you're, like, Ten years old, and like, oh, that's dead funny. Yeah. That no, like Lukaku no loves himself as well, though. Lukaku's always coming out and saying he's best striker in the world and stuff. But I oh, think it's more confidence than Argens. Yeah. When it comes did you to see Lukaku. his? Um, did you see his post where it was, I think it was the uh, FIFA ratings got released this year, and it was uh, his pace was like eighty-one, and he was like, "Did you not see that goal I scored where I burned him off?" <laughs> post like a video of him like burning some fella. He, he does back himself a little bit, but I don't know. Anyway. At the end of the day, they both played for United. Both. Pricks, it's good to so. see a bit of a bit of a feisty derby, a bit of rivalry going on. Like there, it was a little bit, little bit of that in the United game, but nothing too major, like nothing like that on that level. But it was good to see in the Milan derby. Um, anyway, predictions, Ryan. Predictions, right? How do we do? Hey, Ollie got the best showing of last week. Has to be said. Get in. He got. He got five points, Jake with one, and I'm on three. So the scores on the board at the moment is Augie on 21, Jake on 22, and I'm lagging behind on 18. Hey, still ahead. At least I'm winning that. So, week seven predictions. First up, we have Arsenal against United. Big game, to be fair. Ooh. I'm going to go 2-0 United. I'm going to say 1-1. I think 1-0 Arsenal. <laughs> uh, Leicester against Leeds. Ooh. Oh, just on another point, do you think Odegaard will play for Arsenal in that game? It'd be interesting to see him. I'd like to see him. Yeah. I'd like to see him, yeah. But, I mean, it, it could be too early. He only signed from a couple of days ago. Actually, do you know what, thinking about that, with transfers and stuff, with people, you know, like uh, the whole coronavirus and that, would he have to self-isolate when he gets it? Or yeah. is it all... 
I don't, I don't actually know. I, he, you'd think he would do, but yeah, I think sure Tuchel, Tuchel didn't know. Oh shit, he didn't, did he? So, oh, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, no, it's just there's probably some law that they can bypass yeah. it with the elite yeah, sports. I mean. Yeah, fuck, like essentially celebrities are above the law, aren't they? So, <laughs> um, <laughs> I was gonna go with four nil Leicester. Four nil. Who are Leicester playing? Sorry, Leeds, Leeds at home. Ooh, um, actually, we're gonna change that four one. Three one Leicester. I've also went for three one Leicester. Uh, tonight's game: Spurs against Liverpool. Ooh. So it's when you, by the time you listen to this, you'll know the result. You'll be laughing at us. Yeah. <laughs> Two 0 Liverpool. I'm going to say one 0 Tottenham. I've went. For, I'm on the fence. I said two, two, two. Two. And then uh, back to Spurs for a weekend game away to Brighton. Ooh, um, I might actually go one one for that. I've also I went think, one one. I think three one Spurs. And finally, is Liverpool's second game of the week away to West Ham. Ooh. Ooh. I'm, See, I'm say not confident. Two one West Ham. They look decent. Joe, you know I'm not confident, but I've got to back the boys. I'll probably go two uh, one Liverpool. West Ham to extend their lead over Liverpool to seven points. <laughs> <laughs> what have you went for for that, right? I've went up the fence again, another 2-2. Two, two. You absolute fanny. <laughs> At least we're getting goals. <laughs> back, back, back your boys, Ryan. T- to be honest, <laughs> after th- after just having the realisation that Fabinho ain't playing, we're probably going to have to play fucking... Because there's no way Matip's staying fit two games in a week. We're probably going to have to yeah. play Nat Phillips and fucking Reese Williams. It, <laughs> fuck knows what the... Uh, Joe, what? Stay positive. Are we having any rogue shades? I'm um, gonna put that. Uh, I'm gonna say Bruno Fernandez will not score or assist in his next game. His next game. <laughs> yeah. Come on, you do next two games. Okay, let's say next two games then. Right. Watch him go and fucking score three now and assist one. <laughs> Four. Yeah. Fuck it. I'm gonna say. Um, Harry Maguire to score another goal. I've I've backed <laughs> the better centre back, Jordan Anderson. <laughs> Get a goal. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't score many, to be fair. But um, is there anything else you can think of, or are we? No, I think we've we've, co- we've covered a fair bit there. We've had a had a decent go at it, haven't we? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know when we're scheduling the next one. Probably another couple of weeks. Um, I but yeah. don't know. Everyone's scheduled to change all the time. Who knows? Something something, something exciting might happen. Liverpool might lose. 6-0 to West Ham and I'll be absolutely desperate to do a podcast so we'll see <laughs> and um, you won't hear from me for two weeks after that <laughs> <laughs> anyway so thanks for watching if you have got anything to comment on what we say if you want to have a go at us for how stupid we are or tell us that you like the quiz or didn't like the quiz or think we're idiots then let us know at, at root, uh, not at root one that's old days um, at two reds one devil on twitter yeah, yeah. To be um, fair, we've all had one of them today, mate. <laughs> <laughs> drop us a awesome. like. Drop us a like. Drop us a follow. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.